Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten. We have some fun things happening today. Before we jump into today's podcast, though, I do want to know if you've heard the news. Would you like to join me for a full week? That's right, a full week of business coaching in February. From February 19th till the 23rd, we have a coaching week inside my Retailers Inner Circle program. We're going to go live every day at, and we're going to go through the foundational course called Retail Made Simple. That's the course that we put on the front end of our program and we have run hundreds of people through this course and it has been so impactful and so helpful, but this is the first time we're doing it live inside the Retailers Inner Circle. So I'm pretty excited about this. We will be helping real independent shop owners just like you who have really great businesses, but maybe would like to refine those business skills. We cover things like leadership skills and the, your role as the CEO. We talk about financial managements, sales and marketing strategies. We're gonna talk about uh, implementation and how to make time for things because we're all busy and I know we're all busy. And we also talk about how to put all those things together and and, you know, make a plan, like become planners, you know, those things we say that we want to do and we don't always get to. So I give you all the support and uh, you're going to go through the course and we're also going to go live through it inside. So that's February 19th to the 23rd. Our Retailers Inner Circle is a great place to get support from other small business owners in the retail industry. It's also a great place to get expert mentorship. We bring in guests and uh, yours truly. I'm in there every day. So you can move forward with your business, get the clarity and the confidence is really our goal inside the inner circle. The inner circle, inside the inner circle, we like to bring like retail bosses together, real retailers, real bosses in a tight community where every month we continue to grow the knowledge in your area of leadership, sales, marketing, and we love to watch you take your business to the next level. So Retail Made Simple is our foundational course, as I mentioned. It's on the front end of the Retailers Inner Circle. You have access to that now if you're an Inner Circle member. And we will also, you also get to access our masterclasses, support learning, the entire community. It's a really great community of retailers helping retailers. So we would love to see you in there. There's never going to be a perfect time. If you're listening to this and you're like, this is not the time, although this might be a good perfect time. <laughs> it's the beginning of the year and we're going to go live in February inside the inner circle with this course. So success really comes down to those who like to put the time and the effort into what matters. That's all I can say about it. If this is your dream, if this is your dream and you need support around it, the retailer's inner circle is where you need to be. It is designed to equip to help you make that time that you're looking for. No matter how busy you are, that's what we work on inside the inner circle. We make things easier. We're looking for more joy, freedom, and profitability for you inside your beautiful retail business. So I would love to see you inside there. You can find out more information. You just have to go to retailersinnercircle.com. It's all over there. Or you can check the show notes out. We've got links uh, there for you. And speaking of marketing and sales, because that is one of the big modules inside our retailers, Retail Made Simple, inside our, our Inner Circle program, analytics. Let's talk about that. So in my coaching programs, we do talk a lot about using data for your marketing but I know many of you don't know how to find your data and you don't know what to do with it. That is where our friends over at Stitchcraft Marketing can come in. I'm 
honestly, like I've referred clients to Leanne and her team at Stitchcraft for their POS analytics program. Essentially, they download all of your POS data into a really pretty dashboard and you can access it anytime. And then they meet with you monthly to identify three marketing actions like newsletters, maybe to send off to your top senders or your top spenders, not senders, <laughs> your top spenders. And maybe your at risk clients like the ones, you know, that haven't come in for a while. And and what, you know, what's really, really cool of what they do is they also can send that out for you. You don't have to worry about any of it. So it's kind of nice, right? If that sounds like something that you are uh, interested in or you could benefit from, you can fill out a contact form to reach uh, Leanne and her team at stitchcraftmarketing.com. They are good people. So you can check them out. All right. Today, my friends, we are going to talk a little bit about something, I don't know, vulnerable. I don't know if that's the right word, but... I'm going to share with you some leadership hacks and some prompts that have worked for me. And I know they work for some of my clients. And and I say prompts, but it's, I guess when you're feeling stuck or you have a mind, you need a mindset shift or you need a little kick in the butt. That's what I needed. I needed a kick in the butt. So I'm going to share with you what happened to me when I needed my kick in the butt and what I did to get out of it and I'm going to share all of those prompts and the things, the questions that I asked myself and went through. So stay tuned. Let's do it. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, sometimes I really feel leadership can be hard. And I mean, we know hard, right? We just went through COVID and all the things around that. And, you know, we're whatever's going on. There's always something. There's always something. But I will tell you that what happened to me um, last year, at the end of the year, I was starting to just feel a little stuck. Stuck is the word I used with my coaches. So that's what I'm going to share with you. And you know, everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine, but I want it more than fine. And I was really stuck in some decision making and I was really stuck in what to do next. And I actually, you know, I teach this and I tell you, I give us the tools. I have tools of my, for myself. So I wanted to share some of the things that I did, some of the challenges I faced and, you know, we're, I don't know, and some input, I guess, and maybe some thoughts around that. So I have a few um, prompts I'm going to share with you. And I think people think we all have to have it together all the time. This is, again, we're going to be a little vulnerable. As a coach, I think I have to have it all together. I don't. Nobody does. I think we all go through periods of stuckness. So I'm going to share, you know, stuck in business, stuck in, you know, life, all of the things. And what I will tell you is the primary stuckness part I guess I'm going to make up that word for that is our word of the day friends stuckness is the way we think right so the way we think and the way our mind goes and whatever that is whether it's bored or excited or making assumptions or whatever's going on is how our thoughts it's shaping how we think it's shaping the words we speak and it's constantly shaping our view of the world and the world reality and I say that 
I can say that clearly now, but it's like all these thoughts were going around in my head. You know those committees you have in your head? I've shared committees in my head before. We all have them. But if we go down the road of the, you know, the negative thoughts or the stuck and we stay stuck in those thoughts, it can sabotage. It can sabotage us. So the thoughts can sabotage us. So this is my how to flip the script so that we can ignite our thoughts. So igniting and changing and everything changes. When we think negative or when we think down a road of certain whatever it is, it can it can really it can affect our team, can affect our family, can affect our business and all of the things. We know that, right? We know that instinctively. I know that. You know that. But how do we get out of it? So we get to choose. I I had to remind myself, we get to choose. And I also, I'm going to just share at the very beginning, you know, I'm going to share, you know, share the scars, not the wound is the saying, you know, so there was nothing major going on. I was just feeling stuck and share the scars, not the wound means you don't actually I don't share all the negative things that are happening. I don't think any of us should do that in our business at any time publicly, you know, on a, on a podcast. However, the scars are showing, you know, what I did to get through it. So here's what I did. And again, nothing major. It was just kind of feeling blah about things. And I know some of you have felt that way too. My clients, I've had lots of conversations, lots of retailers. We all get stuck. So I don't want you to go down that road. So when you start going down that road, when you start feeling stuck, I want you to first think about looking back. So just is this true is what I had to tell my ask myself. Was it like a meh? I, honestly, I felt like a meh year. I felt like meh, this year was just kind of meh, right? I was kind of beating myself up about some things. Goals not met. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And maybe ideas that I had that I didn't do. Does that sound familiar? Like things that I wanted to do that I didn't do. So I had to take a minute and I had to look back and be super grateful for what did happen. And then that was the first part of the flip. So looking back, and we talk about this in all of my goal setting and all of our yearly planning, we talk about looking back. But specifically, I looked back and I was like, wow, 2023 was a really good year. Like it was just such a good year. Like maybe I didn't get those goals all hit that I wanted and I was feeling bad because I didn't do and all, you know, I didn't accomplish certain ideas and projects that I wanted to do. But holy moly, like I spoke on stages. I did really scary things, which I'm super proud of, like some really scary things. I was published in so many articles. I was on so many amazing podcasts of people I love and, you know, flattered to be on. I had my own column in What Women Create. Like, that's a crazy thing. I had an entire column of my own in What Women Create. Like, yo, if you've heard me talk about it, I'm like, that was a big thing for me. I've always believed in uh, putting myself in the room with the people doing the things and coaches and mentors where I kind of felt uncomfortable. I've always done that. That's always how I've made growth in my business. And last year I did that. I got really uncomfortable. I invested thousands of dollars in business coaching with coaches that I just like, I felt like, like I said, I felt uncomfortable in the room, but I learned so much. I joined mastermind groups last year. Last year, this is a big one. I wanted to share this and the re- and there is a method to me sharing all this because looking back, it's like, okay, it was a really good year. Stop beating yourself up. But you know, last year I had a conversation with an incredible had an opportunity for a conversation with an incredible business coach named Blake Fly. He asked me during our private conversation what my big audacious long shot goal was. This was early last year. And I said, I want to positively, positively impact the lifestyle goals of 500 families. 
And that seemed, you know, maybe to some of you listening that have thousands of people in your memberships or you belong to some of these groups, I just really want to touch 500 families. <laughs> I want to make a difference. I feel like that is such a ripple effect for me. It's a big, audacious, crazy thing to be able to support 500 shop owners who have real families who have real communities who like are buying like groceries in their towns and hiring people and and being you know being in their community so i wanted to positively impact the lifestyle goals of 500 families and it seemed lofty but i did that <laughs> i did that i was like i did not realize i had done that but i did that so looking back it's incredible like through my inner circle through my mastermind groups uh, through our level up mastermind groups through associations i had the opportunity to work with in in, in last year with privately private clients, I had dozens of private real retailers. Like, you know, I got to work with, I got to see their numbers. I know there was a shift made. I ran six week accelerator programs that I know with the feedback made a big difference. And when, you know, started adding up the numbers. I also, I don't even know, like that's not including podcasts or the retailers that are on our mail. Like we have thousands of retailers on our mailing list and I don't know who else that might touch, but actually that I worked with was over 500 people. It's crazy to me. I mean, I spoke on stages in front of hundreds of people. This is not all to brag, but this is what happened last year when I was feeling bad about my year. <laughs> so this is my <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> Stop beating yourself up. So maybe I didn't get all of those goals checkmarked, but they good things still happened. You know, that big audacious goal that, you know, and then Blake actually reminded me of that just at the, you know, just the first part of January. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is really cool. So I was feeling stuck and, but, and I was feeling like I wasn't achieving. And maybe some of you feel that way. I wasn't achieving. And that's a, you know, crappy place to feel. I was also feeling like I should be doing more and doing it all. <laughs> I don't even know what that means now. I was always feeling like I was constantly not doing enough or maybe I felt like I was doing too much sometimes spinning with those ideas that I wanted to do. And I needed a kick in the butt. I needed a kick in the butt. <laughs> so that's what I knew I needed. So if you need a little kick in the butt and you need to stop spinning or you're stuck, you first of all, we're going to just shake all those limiting beliefs. First of all, those are all anyway, we could go down a whole road of limiting beliefs, but limiting beliefs mean, you know, the story we're telling ourselves or maybe the conditions that like the conditioning we have, you know, we don't working harder is not wasn't my solution. I work diligently and well and, you know, that wasn't the issue. I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. So what did I, what am I leaving behind in 2023? And what am I making space for in 2024 is the question. It was one of my first questions. And the first thing I had to do was flip the script. So today I am going to share how I did that. I'm going to share some of the questions, the quotes, the prompts that I used and some good old fashioned thinking questions. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's probably a better word for it, but really deep thinking is part of all of our our tools that we should be using, deep thinking, journaling, whatever, like however you're doing it, but we don't all take time to do that. So I don't always take time to do that. I don't sit down and think about all the things. And really questions are important. We should always be questioning and our, you know, we should always be thinking about different questions around problems or feelings or whatever it is. So I was beating myself up. Maybe you are too. I was not see. I was feeling like I wasn't seeing results, but I 
really did see results. I just didn't realize that. I wasn't feeling maybe productive is the word. I wasn't feeling, I was living up to my potential. I don't know if that's even what I was feeling at the time. But, you know, it's not always to push harder. It's the opposite. We have to stop, slow down. We have to get uncomfortable, let ourselves relax, find the easier way and slow down and go in. Go in is the word, you know, go in and, and, and do the work. So what I did first was I leaned into my mentors and my coaches and those trusted business communities. I didn't listen to all the noise. I didn't go because that's just going to add to the chaos, right? So I went and I looked at my notebooks. I looked at my immediate coaches, the ones that I'm working with right now that I admire and I am aligned with and I trust. And I picked up my notebooks and I leaned into those things, the things that have always resonated with me. I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. I had all of this stuff already. And I started sitting down and compiling questions and the questions that <laughs> that's what I'm going to share with you right now. And there's, there's quite a few and, you know, take what you need from this. I just wanted to really share with you because I didn't have them all in one spot. So hopefully this will be all in one spot for you. And maybe you'll listen to this podcast several times. I don't know. But and maybe it will help you. Maybe it won't. I hope it does. But some of the prompts that helped me flip the script. And here's the first one. This is my go to. I've been using this one for a long time. And I actually hate it. And some of these really are uncomfortable for me. But no one is coming to save you. That's the line. That's the prompt, right? So no one is coming to save you. So what do I need to do? So that's sometimes a, a freezing one, but that's a good reminder. For me, it was a good reminder that what do I want? So no one's coming to save me, meaning there's not a magic wand if I want, and, and save me sounds dramatic, but you know, if I want something, no one else is going to do it. I got to go do it, right? I got to go get it. I have to like believe in that. So I have to go get that. Lots, lots of thoughts come around. No one is coming to save you, but that's sort of where I start. No one's coming to save you, Wendy. So you got to do this yourself. That's how I think about it. So what does my, my next question, I guess, is what does doing it all mean? Or what does, you know, what, what is it that I'm trying to seek, right? So no, none of us are created the same, right? So your all, my all, Susie down the road's all or success is not the same. We all are made up differently. We have different goals. We have different dreams. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. So really being clear on what success looks like for me. What, what do I want? And what I discovered, if I can say here, and I can because it's my podcast and you're listening, what I discovered here is that sometimes I looked at other people's success Again, this is where the, you know, just being honest here, you look at other people's success and you're like, I should be there. I should have whatever those things, those goalposts, maybe that I thought I wanted or whatever. But do I really like, do I want the same success? Like knowing like, you know, those people, they are whatever they like, no, you know what? I'm pretty happy. Like, what is success for me? And you really have to define that and know what that is for you in the long term. So your lifestyle goals, your freedom goals, for me, you know, it's freedom goals too. It's like, okay, I didn't, I wanted to go to one of my, one of my things that I felt I didn't do well last year was I wanted to go to several conferences. I went to several conferences, but I had a goal of going to three or four other ones that I didn't go to in trade shows. And I was beating myself about, up about that. But you know what? The trade-off was that I had a calmer year 
my body needed that. I traveled. I had, you know, there's trade-offs, right? So, okay, that was actually success, right? So what does success look like? Really define what that looks like for you and make sure your goals are aligned to that. And, and mine kind of were last year, but that was a bit excessive last year for me to beat myself up and feel like I should be, you know, I failed at something because I didn't go to all of those conferences or trade shows or whatever. But you know what? I didn't fail, right? So this is a really great way to kind of regroup. I also learned and I also I also found that my this works for my clients as well too. So really narrowing down what do you want? So what does success look for, like for you? Like what does doing it all mean for you? So it's easier to kind of work through. The next question I ask myself or I prompt myself with, is this true? So this is a hard one as well too. And I I post this to my clients a lot. I post this to in the inner circle, we talk about it. Is this true? It's an uncomfortable question as well because sometimes we are assumption-based thinking and this can be a killer. So for us, is it true that customers are not coming in because of the weather's bad or the economy or everyone is shopping online? Like those are all false assumptions. So we can, you know, <laughs> if this is true, if it really is true, like really narrow down and ask yourself if this is true. The next, qu- the next one is a reminder, maybe not so much as a question, but it's a reminder that opportunity is everywhere, even in the chaos, even in, you know, even in things that seem messy or hard, there's opportunity for everything. And I feel like sometimes we don't take up, we don't use the opportunities we have in front of us. And I see, I don't, I don't all the time. I have tons of opportunity. Like where's the opportunity for me maybe in my network or the community or, you know, and I, I make excuses for not doing that, not using the opportunities that I have in front of me. So opportunities are everywhere, again, even when you think they're not. So we have to be curious and be open and question that, right? So the next one is a really good one. When you're feeling challenges and you're feeling things are hard or heavy or whatever, and there's something in front of you, focus on the outcome. So what's on the other side of this challenge? What's on the other side of this challenge? There's always something on the other side of the current challenge. So focus on the outcome. And also I like to think think of things that it's not a problem, it's a project. This is a big one for me. So when I do start identifying the challenges that might be in front of me, because there's challenges, we all have them. It could be like my challenge this week has been trying to figure out (laughs) Google Analytics because mine all went weird and wonky. And it's like, oh, really? We all have those. I know you have them with your POS system or your somebody quits or whatever. But what's on the other side of this challenge? It's not a challenge. It's not a problem. It's a project. So thinking things through that way has been a really big, good game changer for me. My next one is, this is one of those ones you're probably not going to like if you write it down and then you remind yourself of it because <laughs> this is one I don't always like. If I knew the answer, what would it be? So many times we already know the answer. We already know, like we don't need to go seek outside help or support, or maybe we know exactly where we need to go and we just haven't done it. So I get squirrel-brained. I get shiny object syndrome. I get, you know, if I knew the answer, what would it be? So if there's a challenge or a problem or something I'm trying to do or I'm making excuses about, I honestly have to ask myself, if you knew the answer, what would it be? Um, My friend, lots of, lots of 
retailers go through this. They, they know the answer. You know the answer is understanding your numbers or you know the answer is maybe putting a marketing strategy in place. You know the answer. I mean, I'm putting this on what retailers should do, but I know the answer. These are all my things as well too. My shiny squirrel brain pretends that things are big problems, but sometimes it's just me figuring out what I need to do. <laughs> so this is, if you knew the answer, what would it be? And again, my friend Nancy Allen always asked me this. It's so annoying when she asked me. She was an accountability partner. We were accountability partners for years. And Nancy, many of you in the audience have heard Nancy before or know Nancy. She, like, when she asked me that, or when she brings that up, and it's in my head all the time now, if I knew the answer, what would it be? So let that roll around your answer and your brain as well, too. It helps us define what the next right thing is to do. Here's the next one. Again, not a question so much, but a reminder. When you're tired, rest. I know you see that on memes and you see it on Instagram all the time, but I'm here, I want you to listen. If you're tired, rest. (laughs) When things are hard, when things are heavy, when things are like we just keep going, just keep going, but sometimes we just need to rest. That is your job. I'm not going to say any more about that. I think you really, really should understand. I think we all do, right? We all need to understand that we need to shut everything down and rest. So that one's one. That one's something I hope you all remember. And if you are questioning that, I want, especially if you're a member of the inner circle, I want you to go follow inside our retail retail made simple course module one. We talk about. We talk about how you're the asset in your business. And I think that's something we need to remind ourselves. We are we are the leader. We are the people. We are in control. So you have to rest. You have to, like, that's your job. Recharge your batteries. You're a better human if you rest. The next one, next question is, what's the real challenge? What's the real challenge here? Like, what is the real challenge? So for me, sometimes the real challenge was being honest about Uh, time blocking or focusing or shiny object syndrome. I did that a lot last year. I had a lot of shiny object syndrome. Lots of ideas last year, like again, and I mentioned at the top that I wanted to do, didn't do, and why not? Well, because I had too many ideas. (laughs) Like I did action a lot of things. I did do a lot of things, but what's the real challenge? The real challenge is that I needed to focus more and get clearer on what it is and when I was going to do it. So that was my challenge. I was really distracted on wanting to do more wanting wanting more to like more projects i wanted to do more courses. i just wanted to do more last year and just couldn't make it happen so this year i'm super organized like i i'm so proud of myself this year we have like i have delegated we have projects set up we have i'm being patient and i'm sticking to the script this year i mean if things come along that's great we've left bandwidth for that but i've stuck to a script and we have our sort of plan for the year. So, you know, it. I'm hoping I can accomplish uh, shiny object syndrome. Sometimes for shop owners, when I ask them what's their real challenge, that one of the answers I get is people coming in the door. You know what? It's not people coming in the door. It's usually an understanding of how to run the business and where the money's going. And that might not be you, but that is, so sometimes we have to dig deeper. So it's not people coming in the door. It's how to run a business profitably. So part of that is getting more people in the door, but that's not the problem. You could have 
maybe, you know, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, you're not going to manage a hundred thousand dollars. So that's a real challenge. And that might be something that, you know, you have to admit again, right? So if you knew what, what is the, the earlier question, if you knew, uh, if you knew what to do, <laughs> if you knew the answer, what would it be? That kind of comes back down to that as well too, right? So just a reminder, one more thing, or actually I have a couple more here, but the, another thing to remember is a line that I use a lot with my clients. And if you're listening, you're all not, you're going to nod at this one, just because I can doesn't mean I should. So again, shiny object syndrome. So I ask myself and, and I was always really good at this, but last year, again, got a little bit off track with this. Does this fit into my real goals? And if I've identified my real goals, does this fit in to my real goals? So is, and is it essential? My time and energy is valuable. Your time and energy is super valuable. So just because you can doesn't mean you should. This is a big one for a lot of retailers who really should be delegating more, really should be handing off projects, really shouldn't be cleaning their toilets. Maybe, you know, we joke about this a lot here on the podcast and inside our groups, whatever it is that you're doing that somebody else could be doing, but you think you do it better, right? Or, you know, hey, we could add five more events and oh, wouldn't that be fun? Let's do this, this and this. But just because we can doesn't mean we should question everything, question why you're doing it. And does it fit into your revenue goals? Does it fit into your lifestyle goals? Does it fit fit into your joy and freedom goals, right? So does this fit into our goals? That it's a big one, right? It's a big one. The next one is when I'm thinking of projects or I'm coming up with ideas, what rolls around in my head and the question that comes up is, what if I fail? So I always have to flip that around and I remind myself that fear is a terrible advisor. (laughs) Fear is the worst advisor you can have. So, you know, it, it, well, uh, you know, we've all heard if we waste time on projects, so not everything is going to succeed. So we have to try things, experiment, try, do, play, you know, have a reason for things. I mean, if you've done something and you've done your sort of homework and you have your reason around it and it makes sense, try it, do it. That happened to me last year with our six-week sales accelerator program. It was phenomenal. It was like the best, like one of the best I don't know. I just just loved it last year. And I almost didn't do it because it sounded stupid. <laughs> it's like the, the story I was telling myself, the limited belief I had around that was, ah, no one is going to want to come and join me for six weeks just to talk about marketing. And I, you know, no one's going to join because I don't have a fancy sales page and all of that. I literally did it very simply last year. And it was crazy awesome. It was so fun. Some retailers, we did it twice. Some retailers took it twice. <laughs> they took... They did it twice. Like, it's crazy. And I say that because my story, the story I was telling myself is that that was, what if it fails? Like, what if it, what if this doesn't work out? What if it doesn't happen? So what? We learn from it, right? Things are not all going to succeed. And we had some failures last year of things we tried to launch or we thought about it and, and really didn't launch them properly or whatever, you know? So we have a tendency to live in the fear. We have a tendency to you know, think, oh, I'm not going to do that. So is there a new product you want to bring in that you're sure is going to be good, but you're a little afraid to bring it in? Or, you know, is there something you want to do in your business and you're afraid of failure? So you're smart, you're capable, you know, you have intuition and you have to trust your intuition, but we also have to, we have to experiment and try things. So whether that's trying 
a new marketing strategy or trying a new event and, you know, giving it your best and then learning from that. So did we promote that well? Did we, you know, why didn't it, why did it fail? Like we always, we don't fail, we learn. I know they say that, but sometimes like, come on, we all feel like we failed at this, but really we do learn. So what did we learn from this whatever experiment? So that's something that I like really try to remind myself that fear is a really terrible advisor. So, you know, and past fails can hold you back. Just so you know, past fails can hold you back. You're like, well, we tried workshops before. This is what a client told me a while ago. Well, we tried workshops before nobody came. And then, you know, we started digging deeper and deeper into why it didn't work. And well, there was no marketing, there was no whatever. And, you know, we realized this, it was a possible potential revenue stream for her. And now her like workshops are sold out and they're amazing and people love them. And we joke quite regularly on our coaching calls about that. Like, she's like, remember when I thought this was dumb and it didn't work, but we, she hadn't done the work. So failures, past failures can hold us back, but we have to be willing to try again, right? We have to be willing to keep moving forward. My next thought, my next prompt, I guess, when I'm working on things or when I'm working through ideas, how can I make this simple? I'm a super overcomplicator, guys. I'm like... <laughs> trying so hard my podcast editor right now is like laughing because who is my husband by the way for those of you who don't know so he's laughing right now how can we make this simple first of all I want to remind you not to reinvent the wheel like where can you go to get support or help or who's done this before or how can we make this simple those are the questions I have to ask myself what can I refine that I already have and I've already done the work for. So instead of creating like a whole new course or whatever, for me, that was that six week sales accelerator course, which by the way, here's a plug. We are going to be running that again in March this year of 2024, but refining what you already have, that was a framework I was already using and already teaching and everybody just sort of wanted to always know, know more about it. So I wanted to go deeper with those who wanted to go deeper with the whole framework of understanding how to move customers from like how to grow their audience in their community right through to how to getting repeat customers. Like we went through the whole framework in six weeks, you know, six Wednesdays, we got together and we went through the entire framework and I just refined something I already had. So I kept it simple. I didn't do fancy sales pages. Like how do you, that's just an example. How do you simplify something that you're already doing? We tend to overcomplicate. So don't reinvent the wheel. Look back at what's already worked or look at what you're doing now and how can you make it simpler? How can we simplify and refine this process or this thing we wanna do or this event that we're running how can we make it simple? Uh, one of my clients recently had an event that was wild. Everybody loved it. It was like, you know, started off as an annual event and then it grew and it grew. So it was getting really big and complicated, to be honest. And so we talked about how can we make this simple? People were fired up about the event, but my client was trying to offer too many things. Like at first she was doing like food and beverage, you know, like during this event. And I'm like, do we, do we need to do that? Like, do we need to do that? And then it turned out we brought in food trucks. She brought in food trucks instead. And it was so smart. Like she brought in food trucks. So A, she had nothing to do with any of that. No cost, no hassle. Y'all know what I'm talking about with the hassle, with that kind of stuff. And it supported another local business owner. People loved it. And the next year she brought in two, two food trucks. It just became a way to simplify. We get so stuck in our 
need to overcomplicate <laughs> that we sometimes forget to simplify things. So we can make things really simple. You know, you can reuse your content. Go back and look at everything that you used for Easter, Mother's Day last year. Reuse that content. We overcomplicate. We think we have to create new. Nobody remembers nobody remembers your content you did last year and tell you that right now and if they do it's because it's something that was really awesome and special so they want to see it again so you know maybe it's about refining your yearly promotions and events like looking at those like I mentioned and list thinking about how can we make these easier how can we simplify things right so that's on simplification simplification do we even say that anyway the next one is another prompt is my business is a result of my decisions So everything we do is really just a result of what we do. So here is your permission to make different choices. It's something sometimes we need permission for. So there you go. It's also a decision not to decide. Like you have, so I make decisions. And that's one thing that was really holding me back last year was making, not making decisions fast enough. I was sitting in indecision a lot. So deciding is super freedom. It's super freedom. Like deciding is freedom. So get off the fence make a decision, you know, or, you know, you're just going to sit in this waffling moment forever. So indecision is torture and it keeps us safe and it keeps us familiar. That was a problem. That was the real, one of the, my real challenges last year. Indecision was keeping me safe and familiar. Maybe, maybe that's happened to you. So make a decision. Don't be a waffler. Let's get off the fence. Let's, let's do it. Let's make a decision and just move on right or wrong. It doesn't matter. It's the right decision. Just go down that road. So don't overthink these things. So do the work and make the decision. Like just stop it. (laughs) One of my coaches would say, just stop it. Just move on. So, you know, maybe that's a decision around product lines, or maybe it's a decision around finally saying yes to getting support and like learning your numbers. Like maybe it's just, yes, I need to do this. You know, maybe it is taking the course or hiring help or whatever it is, just make a decision and stop waffling in that. It's also eating so much brain energy. I'm excited about this one. I get, we're on podcast. You can't see me Although one of our plans for this year is that we might start videoing our podcast, but I'm like, my hands are flying today. Like make a decision, the fingers out for my, my, my clients who know me, Wendy's got her finger out right now, make a decision. Okay. The next one is going to trigger some of you and just bear with me and B plus work is okay. B plus work is okay. I know you need to hear this. I know you want to hear this. I know you don't like hearing this. (laughs) So those of you who are perfectionists out there, which there are a lot of you, B plus work is okay. I had to remember myself about this as well. So that six week course that was really, really great and had great results for my clients and I loved it and they loved it. You know what? I sat in indecision about not having a sales page and not having everything all fancy. It was literally Google Docs and and like no fluff. It was super simple and we're keeping it that way because it was super simple. So B plus work is okay. We spend a ridiculous amount of wasted time on wanting it to be right and be perfect. Hear me on this. Done is better than perfect. Getting things out in the wild is better than perfect. You can refine it later. We are refining some things in my my, uh, six-week sales accelerator, but you can refine it later. Seek progress, not perfection seek progress, not perfection. So stop spending hours 
fluffing over a Canva graphic. Like this is where we waste time. This is, we do not have this time to waste. Get it up, get it on, get it going. Like you reuse something you've used before that's good enough, right? Good enough, B plus work is okay. Your website does not have to be perfect. It's not what makes you money, sorry. Some of you, it might be if you're an e-commerce, you know, that's solely what you do. But if you're a brick and mortar, your website, stop spending money and time there. Maybe we need to spend money and time elsewhere. We need a website. We need it to be decent. We need it to be B plus. We need it to be good. We do not. And this is just an example. If, if all the other things are done, <laughs> if all the other things are done, stop spending thousands of dollars on your website when maybe we need to update our POS system or train our staff or get new signage or I don't know what, but maybe it's new lighting in your shop that's going to make you more money and increase your average order value. I don't know. I don't know what you need, but going back to this simplifying and is this essential what I'm working on? We tell the story we tell ourselves is that we need to make this Canva graphic perfect. We need to make this thing perfect. But usually again, that is us staying safe and familiar or, you know, not doing other things that would help us. So there's probably a lot to unpack there, but we all do it. This was the thing for me. I spend a lot of time in things that I shouldn't, and I'm trying to be so much more focused on that. And B plus work is okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Hopefully that's a lesson. And I know you don't want to hear it, but I know somebody out there needs to hear that today. And let me know if any of these strike a chord, make you think, you have feedback about it, I would love to know if any of these are helpful to you. Honestly, talking to my podcast sometimes, and I've shared this on the podcast, it's it's a lonely job sometimes. So I love hearing your feedback. Okay, I know we're running late. I just, I know we're running a long podcast. So I have a few more. Okay, is knowing limiting you? This is one I probably should have put at the top. Is knowing limiting you? If you know something and you're sure, to, you're sure that it's true, it closes the doors to all other possibilities. So it makes you, like it makes us, it sticks us and it gets in our way of doing and being and seeing new opportunities. So question everything, seek answers like elsewhere. Like what else, like be open to change is what I'm trying to say. So sometimes we're sure that the way we're doing something is the right way. And there are several ways we can shift and make it simpler, easier, better, better for our team, maybe better for us, more freedom, more joy, more profitability. Sometimes knowing limits us. So everything from how you cash out to how you merchandise to how you brush your teeth. Maybe there's a better way, a better toothbrush. I don't know. There's just different things on. And one of the places around this that I've seen a lot of big changes last year for my clients was around ideal customers or product lines or just, you know, well, no, they're sure that this is the product line. But when we started digging in and when we started doing different things, they're like, oh, they weren't open to seeing that until they were open to seeing things. So no, is knowing limiting you something to ponder and think about. Okay, bless and release is I have a few more I'm just I know we're running late or I know this is becoming a long podcast. But bless and release is another one that I really want to share. You know, those clients maybe that are annoying you or those feelings of inadequacy or the decision that you don't want to make because you're scared of what others will think or maybe it's a vendor in your shop that you just want to like get rid of or 
or or maybe it's a client you want to fire let's just bless and release that make the decision bless and release that fire the client bless and release that review that the one person left that one star review that's irritating you so much and it's living in your head just bless and release her she's just not worth it she's not your ideal client bless and release those are words i'm like forever using bless and release like just let it go let it go does not matter it's not affecting my the outcome of my business another question is your dream bigger than your fear this is one that maybe you need to think about and And what I mean by that, I guess, is my dream bigger than my fear. So do I really want the thing? That kind of just really reiterates what we've been talking about, right? So is my dream bigger than my fear? Yes, my dream is way bigger than all these other little obstacles. And I'm going to do this, right? So this this is a reminder, I guess, that you need to keep your dreams big and just boot those, bless and release those fears, right? Let them go. Let them go. Okay, last one. I think we'll wrap this up. Our learners are earners. And it sounds harsh, right? I, I don't know why. I don't know why I find that one a little bit hard, but it's true, right? So it actually kind of goes back to, you know, knowing, limiting you. So learning, like learn new things, beef up your education, take action. You know, if that's one of the things you know you need to do, you're going to take action. We, we stay safe when we stay safe when it's comfortable. So it's uncomfortable, to maybe learn new things, but you're super capable. Like we know we're super capable. We just don't want to sometimes. So I know I don't, but you know, I am a perpetual learner. I have, as I mentioned, many coaches I belong to. I'm very discriminant, discriminant. Is that the right word? I'm very uh, careful about who I take advice from. I've learned that the hard way. So as a learner, I can't continue just learning everything on the internet and like reading every book and taking everybody's advice. I've gotten really good at understanding that I have to align myself with people that I like and trust, um, people that I respect, people that have the, you know, people that I think can help me, but I actually don't do everything that they tell me to do. I don't follow anybody's program or whatever perfectly. I do. I fly my own flag. I do. I always say fly my own freak flag. I do things my own way. Imperfectly. Y'all know I do a lot of imperfect things, but learning is always on the table. Learning is something that I always do. And last year, um, again, I mentioned I had like the right coaches and I really, I didn't lean into them as much as I should have. So that was something I identified as one of my challenges. And that's actually where a lot of this, you know, not a lot of this came from, but reminders and helped me get through, you know, what I really need to do to move forward was leaning in. So I was staying safe in some areas and I see clients do this all the time, not wanting to dip in their toes into understanding the next level of their numbers or maybe doing an actual marketing strategy instead of just going on social media or whatever it is. And also it's hard to do it scared. So that's my advice on that as well too. I, you know, do it scared. All good things come, you know, from those of us that take chances and do things scared. It's uncomfortable, but it's, you know, there's there's value in the uncomfort. We also want to avoid the superwoman or superman syndrome of trying to do it all and figuring it all out ourselves. Like no one figures it all out. There's nobody who's trying to figure this all out by themselves. Why are you doing that? Like, why am I trying to figure out like the back end of my computer, like just, you know, whatever, just hire and find and do. 
and learn and learn from those things and you know stop trying to do everything yourself lean into coaches and mentors and groups and lean into join us inside the retailers inner circle if you're a member jump in and ask us i know you know we hesitate sometimes to ask questions but learners are earners and that's so true i've it's been proven true it's always true <laughs> we all know that so Okay, my friends, I am hoping that you found these prompts helpful. We really have to believe in the end of our story as well. I really want to, I want your mind to, to think about the end of your story, your goals and your ability to get there. Like you have to believe that. Ask the right questions, trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust your decisions, think abundantly, like think, you know, this is, it's a positive mindset that we need to have. And again, I hope you found this really helpful. I would love to know. I'd love to know if you, again, any of these resonated with you. Let me know in my DMs on Instagram or let's continue the conversation inside the Retailers Inner Circle. Reach out to me personally at wendy at wendybatten.com, especially if you have any questions, thoughts, or if I can serve you in any way. We have uh, the Retailers Inner Circle and private coaching. I have programs and, you know, I have all kinds of programs at different price points that we can help you. So don't stay stuck, right? Learners are earners, right? We need to learn new things. We need to get uncomfortable. So I hope if I can help you, I, I, my goal is to help you achieve your idea of success that hopefully you know exactly what that looks like for you. So until next week, my friends, have a wonderful week and we'll see you then. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the creative shop talk podcast i'm so glad that you're here to join us this week and i hope you found value in what we're sharing here i want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes you can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me if i can support you in any way whatsoever please feel free to reach out so thanks for joining us please leave a review subscribe if you can and never miss an episode we hope to see you back here again next week thanks my friend have a great week